Hey, Mother Funny Tribe, it's Angie and Andy. And before we start this podcast today, we just wanted to do like a preemptive, what would you call it, Angie, a warning? Sure. A warning. <laughs> a heads up. Um, even That's though, better. That's better. Yeah, it's more encouraging. You know how Angie likes to say to stay positive. Well, we had a little bit of a technical issue, which is surprising considering the fact that Angie has her master's and I've gotten an A in calculus. So I know you guys, <laughs> like you we guys are, are shocked. So techie. Like when it comes to being techie people, like that's us. People look at us and they're like, whoa, those chicks are techie. I mean, we just look like techie We look nerds. at it. I mean, if you could see our glasses right now, we look very professional. Um, so... Whatever happened with my microphone during our last podcast, definitely not our fault, I'm sure. <laughs> That's not the at all. Story. That's the story we're going to tell. So anyway, we hope you enjoy um, the podcast, but just a heads up, um, my mic isn't working as well. You can still hear everything. It's just, it's not as, not as nice as usual. So list at your own And risk. she was speaking into a mic. I mean, everything was as it should be. Yes. We just had some technical issues. But the podcast is hilarious, you guys. It's so funny. So make sure you listen and just give us a little grace as we're figuring out this podcast situation. I don't know what you want to call it. The podcasting technical world. And you definitely want to hear our expertise on mom fashion because we're obviously (laughs) experts. Well, now it sounds like we're experts on so many things. It's pretty impressive. We can't help being who we are. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoy. Hey, it's Mother Funny Time with Andy and Angie. Two cousins, eight kids, one grandkid, two states. And a whole lot of fun. Woo! Welcome back to Mother Funny with Angie and Andy. I wanted to say our names fancier, like we're fashionistas. <laughs> Does that sound Oh, we fancy? are. We are fashionistas. So we're on part two of our discussion on fashion. And like we said we would do in the first time, we're actually going to talk about the history of mom fashion. Um, Angie, will you start us off? Let us know about the history how far back are we going? Are we talking about like the wagon era <laughs> Like how back in far pioneer back? days? Back in Jesus's time where they wore <laughs> tunics. The Egyptians. The Egyptians. Back the, Egyptians. <laughs> the Amazonians. Or we could go into tribes where the women just wore loincloths <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of bracelets on their necks. I don't know. I don't know jungle fashion like everyone, okay? (laughs) Jungle fashion. We could talk about jungle fashion from the Amazon. I don't know. Okay, so tell us. Tell us (laughs) some normal, typical. Let's call it typical. You went there to jungle fashion, beginning of time. (laughs) Cave woman-ish, if you will. Yes. Let's talk about Adam and Eve in the garden. (laughs) The fig leaves. (laughs) So they grab some leaves and some flowers and some plants. <laughs> I think there was God an was animal slaughter at some point. Furs. 
Okay, so we're moving on from there. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not talking about animals getting slaughtered. That's horrible. We don't go negative it, on our show. <laughs> well, and I just want to mention in from the last episode, you did mention that you were wearing pleather. Because I appreciate I'm, that. I don't have leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I love animals. <laughs> Okay. Maybe I can't <laughs> afford leather. Maybe that's the problem. I do love animals, though, and I can't afford leather. So there we go. And the Walmart you were at maybe didn't have leather <laughs> pants. They might have not had authentic leather pants for sale at that time. So Andy has just taken us through the history of fashion. I'm going to start us off at the 1950s. That's as far back as <laughs> okay. my research went. So current <laughs> events. Yes. That housewife, if you will, the housewife look, because that's what they called it, was the housewife look. Oh. And that is where women wore pearls, cardigans, tight bodices, and flowing or fitted skirts with their high heels. So literally, a woman would be vacuuming or doing housework in a simple shift or smock dress. But then when she went to run errands or leave the house, she would put on earrings, hats, a glove, a super cute handbag, and leave. I mean, she dressed up to go get her kids from school. Okay, but here's the thing. Was there any AC? There was no AC back then, right? Like, that seems... That's all I can think about. Maybe because I'm sweating right now because I don't have AC. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm in a tank top and shorts. (laughs) I'm like, man, if I had a corset on too, I'd pass out. Okay, I wasn't meaning to talk about this, but I watched this clip about fashion of Disneyland and how like the women, what the women have worn over the years at Disneyland and women would wear full on dresses with their hair, their makeup done with the earrings and the jewelry and wear heels to Disneyland all day long. And these moms would be with their kids all day long on the rides in these amazing dresses. I mean, that's how they live life. I am super impressed by that. Since I wear workout shoes every day. Could you imagine wearing heels at Disneyland I, all day long? I can't. I've seen it. I've seen it. And, you know, people do. Like, I've seen stilettos. Like, legit stilettos. And I'm like, I don't. I wear the wrong flip-flop and my knees go. Like, I wear the wrong shoe. <laughs> and I'm like, my knees. <laughs> like, I don't know how how that happened. <laughs> I don't it's know. impressive. It so- I think of Lucy and Ethel. When I think of like the 1950s moms. Mary Tyler Moore. June Cleaver, if you will, from Leave it to Beaver. So that was how women dressed. And I just want to say shout out to them because that's impressive that they wore really nice dresses every day, all day long. If somebody could Google and let us know if there was air conditioning in the 1950s, (laughs) (laughs) that would really help me out because I will forget. I don't know when air conditioning was uh, invented. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, because their hair was done. Like our fashion now, like Angie and I were just talking, we live in messy buns. And I'm so thankful that that became an acceptable form of <laughs> mom wear or any fashion. I feel like it's part of our women revolution is just having messy buns be a thing. 
And you can wear a messy bun even as a nice updo if you do it correctly. Right? I know there's tutorials online that have like a fancy messy bun. <laughs> genius. You all are genius who create these things. Okay. So I completely agree. So, so then we're on. moving on to the 1960s. So that's Jackie Kennedy, right? She was the fashion idol. She had the perfect like white pearls, the tailored suit dresses, A-line dresses, and boxy jackets. So her style was clean, simple, and well-fitted with perfectly matched accessories. I think the accessories kind of defined the 50s and the 60s when it came to what they wore. I mean, imagine like you have a newborn and you're still like, I need to put my pearl necklace on as I'm getting spit up on. <laughs> you know, I, it's interesting now that you say that. I think people who are young at that time who are now in the boomer era, boomer genre, what do you call that? <laughs> Generation. They, I feel like they still put emphasis on their accessories. Would you say that's true? Am I correct? I would agree with that. Yes. Am I correct in this? Well, and our moms actually sewed their clothes. Like first our grandma Vance, she sewed our mom's clothes. And then when my mom was in junior high, she sewed her own clothes. So our moms lived in dresses. And my mom said part of that is because dresses were easy to sew. But then also they weren't even allowed to wear pants until they were in high school. So girls, no matter what, regardless of the weather, they were stuck in dresses Anyway, and then grandma, to make it easier, she sewed matching dresses for our moms. Like how many pictures have you seen of our moms like in matching dresses, Aww. even though they weren't twins? I love matchy match. I am a big fan of matchy match. My my other grandma, the, my dad's mom, she used to go to the store, like to like a thrift store and buy curtains and take those curtains and repurpose them into a dress and two outfits for her boys. So she would take like spend like 50 cents or whatever it was for this old curtain and make clothes for her kids, which is brilliant to me. Genius. And I mean, talk about a way to save money. I know. Incredible. Yeah. She would get three outfits out of everything. So anyway, she made my, uh, she made some of my bridesmaids dresses. She, jazzed up my 1990s wedding dress <laughs> very jazzy so how did she jazz it up i just want to say i was a bridesmaid from and she was a bridesmaid i wore a pink dress in her wedding you wore a purple dress in mine that's true <laughs> and now her twins were like pink and purple that's interesting what is the psychology there just kidding no. Mind blown right now. Mind That's blown. Such a good point. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so then women could wear pants. And how did we get to messy buns and athleisure? Keep us going. <laughs> then the 70s hit <laughs> bell bottoms. Yes. Mom fashion was influenced by the hippie movement with moms wearing bell bottoms, tie dye, and platform shoes. And finally, women had more freedom to express themselves. Express yourself. Which tracks because it was the 70s. Yeah. Well, Madonna was in the 80s with Express Yourself, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the 80s. (laughs) Let's talk about the 80s. (laughs) This era gave us pleated mom jeans, which we mentioned in the previous podcast. (laughs) Not okay. (laughs) 
And then we had the overly decorative sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Remember like the unforgettable festive mom sweaters? Yes. Like the puffy paint sweaters, applique, sequence sweaters. That we now bring out at Christmas for Christmas parties and we throw a bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It went back in time. Now we just call them ugly sweater. We just Christmas call them, parties. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wonder if those even men wore sweaters back then. Like that. Like ugly sweaters. Like, do you think that'll come back? Because all come it all comes back. <laughs> but the like the fanny pack. The fanny pack has come back. And, that was a huge 80s yes. trend. And which we mocked for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, everybody started wearing it across their chest. And suddenly, it's like everybody from like toddlers to boomers, everybody's wearing them across their body. But they're called like crossbody bags or something. No, they're called uh, belt bags or something. They've got rebranded and now they're everywhere. But going back to the 80s, we have to mention perms. (gasps) I told you about the time grandma burnt my head, burnt my hair. She did a home perm on me. I was in like eighth grade. She gave me a perm and like, didn't do it correctly. Like burnt my hair and my hair was like coming off. So on the back of the bus, Dee Dee cut my hair. (laughs) Dee Dee is a hairstylist now and she does my hair regularly, but this is eighth grade. She cut my hair and it was so burnt. I like, or whatever chemical, whatever it was, it formed into a ball and stayed together. And I threw it around all day long. It was weird. But yeah, grandma burnt my hair. Wait, wait, your hair was put in a ball? Yeah, like Like I it was that fried? Yes, like I smushed it into a ball, like the size of a baseball, because we had to cut off. I had long hair. My hair got so... (laughs) Like grandma brought up later, like, remember when I destroyed your hair with that home perm? (laughs) Yeah. So it was fun, actually, because we made it to a ball. And I think I got in trouble for throwing my hairball around school. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. It was a human hairball. I know. Hair isn't that gross? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to touch my burnt chemical perm hair. <laughs> okay. Two things. One, grandma used to perm our hair. But mine didn't get burned like that. So oh, must have been the okay. Of the family. Okay. Yeah. Oldest girl cousin. <laughs> that was she learned on you. Apparently. And second, hello, Dee Dee's calling all the way back to when she was in junior high because now she's an amazing hairdresser. Now she's instead of taking care of my burnt hair, she's taking care of my grays. <laughs> Doing a great <laughs> job. Full circle. full circle. Okay, so the eighties and the shoulder pads, which we talked about, which should never come back, and that kind of leaked into the nineties, maybe. But then I feel like the nineties mom fashion. What was late 90s? That was still like suits and probably twill. (laughs) (laughs) So that was more practical, casual, and comfortable mom clothes. That's when the soccer mom. Uh, Like air quotes. Everyone can't see us. She's doing air quotes. We got to put this on YouTube at some point so people can see all our expressions. (laughs) And our gray glasses that we're always wearing. Okay, everyone has to know Andy just got new glasses and they're so cute. Off Amazon. (laughs) If Amazon would like to sponsor us. (laughs) Because I know they're looking for people to put their name out there. (laughs) 
our podcast is the place for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So the soccer mom look happened, right? That was your oversized t-shirts, the sweaters, the white sneakers, a minivan or two. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, we have just been improving on the soccer mom look from the 90s. That's what it is. Overalls. That oh, was a 90s trend, which I know you sported. Bad. I sported. I wore overalls probably as long as you wore athleisure. And I wore big silver hoops for like 25 years. I wore them with everything. I still love silver hoops. I Me do. Too. I it's, still love it. But you never see, you know, those big ones that like go down to your shoulders. I wore those forever, forever. Like from high school through three children, I wore those regularly. And every once in a while, I'd be walking around and one would have fallen off because I always bought like cheap ones from Claire's. And I would look like a pirate because I'd have like this one giant hoop. <laughs> I'd be like, not again. <laughs> I loved hoop earrings. I, I now never wear earrings. Anyway. No, I still do. So I agree. Yeah. Well, and back in the 90s, that was also like the plastic jewelry trend. Remember the chunky plastic yes. jewelry, the, like the neon bangles, you're saying the oversized earrings. Here's one I have to mention. I just have to because it hits close to my heart. <laughs> the 90s brought denim dresses. Denim, denim dresses. dresses. I don't know what to say about that. We've already had our bumper jumper mom <laughs> moment. <laughs> I just want to say that that clearly happened in the 90s. It clearly happened. It didn't come back. Um, I think it is kind of coming back. Like all of a sudden the denim on denim, like they've improved on the denim on denim. So people still do, but they look way more classy than say the era of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake when they had their matchy outfits back in the, you know, early 2000s, late 90s. Like we've come a long way from that. But yeah, I guess it's just classier now, which I think all generations think their style is the it style and the cool style. But then we look back in 10 years and we're like, oh, remember when we used to do that? That was ridiculous. But some of us pick a style early, wear it for a long time, (laughs) and then it comes into be the style and it works out. So sometimes it works out. So let's talk about like the psychology of it. So we told you we would talk about the positive and negatives of fashions on moms and how it affects our emotions, how we see ourselves, how we um, present ourselves, what our kids see, how our kids grow up, like how they feel about themselves. So tell us um, of that. Let's start with the positives because, you know, we like, especially Angie likes to stick with the positives. I do. She does, which is great. So tell us the positives on fashion for moms. Okay, we're going to start with self-expression. Fashion can be a powerful tool for self-expression, allowing moms to project their personality and values and their personal style. I agree with that. I think that's a huge positive. Yeah. What do you think? For sure. Like, Again, I just want to sing Madonna's Express Yourself, but it's because I'm Gen X and I was a kid in the 80s wearing kids and rolled jeans with double socks. So that was my, my, uh, what do you call it? What was that girl era? 
there's always a new one. That was my hot girl summer era. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. Nice. Um, yeah, I think expressing yourself is important. And I think that when you're a mom, you do you can start to lose your identity and it's easy to just be so overwhelmed, but to be able to have that, I don't know if it's like control or, but something where you can be like, okay, this is, this makes me feel like me and who I am. And to be able to do something simple, like pick out a pair of shirts and bottoms. I won't say pants. (laughs) Maybe it's a jogger. Maybe it's a compression pant. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) whatever it might be, but to be able to pick that out, say, this is, this is who I like to represent myself as. Well, and since our other podcast about parenting styles, we've done a few of those. I have since bought a mama bear (gasps) t-shirt to express myself. This is my parenting style right here, people. Right here. We need a picture <laughs> of it. Why do I not have a picture of it? Oh, you will, <laughs> along with my super cool Wyoming shirt I'm wearing. I, I'm I am so right excited. now am I'm representing the comfy traveler look. It's gonna be all the rage right in like five years. <laughs> Everybody is gonna get their shirts from gas stations. You know how like we've gotten the trend, which I think is Great, a thrift store, sustainable shopping. It's going to go to gas station sets. I mean, it's so versatile. And we can thank you for that. Okay. You're welcome in advance. (laughs) Okay, so fashion can also boost a mom's confidence and help lift up her self-esteem. Because looking good can often translate to feeling good. And a great outfit can give a mom the confidence she needs to tackle the day. Yeah, no, I... Definitely. I think most of us could relate to that. Like if you go out to do your errands or do whatever you need to do and you look and you feel like you look cute, like you have more of a confidence, like, Hey, I belong here in this grocery store. I don't know. Maybe some of us have more issues than others. But maybe some of us need to look nice to feel like they belong. But it was funny. So like a month ago, I was wearing this cute dress over, I actually had some leggings. It was this cute dress. I bought it, um, Stitch and Feather, one of my other favorite boutiques. And Stitch and Feather, if you're looking for advertisers, we're here for you. <laughs> I've been to Stitch and Feather. I, I like love Stitch and Feather. Such cute stuff. So I'm wearing this cute, it's like a button down dress. It's like a fun color. And I just gotten my hair done by Dee Dee. I was in Del Mar. It's this beautiful, she's in this beautiful place overlooking the ocean. I get my hair done. And right afterwards, I'm meeting my husband in this, uh, just right across the way at this cute little cafe. So I'm walking in the cafe with my hair all done, my cute little outfit. And no joke, I'm noticing people just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, I look, I must, you know, Dee must have done a good job. I think I look at, and then I sit down and I look. And my two middle buttons over my breasts are totally (laughs) unbuttoned. And my boobs are showing. It backfired. The confidence backfired. Everyone could see my chest. And I was like, are you serious right now? No. Because it was like these two buttons. And they just popped open. 
walk in with my new hairdo to lunch. It wasn't very far, but I thought that people noticed that I looked nice, but they did not look at my face. I was like, <laughs> my face is up here, people. <laughs> my hair is up here. You were feeling extra confident that day. I was feeling day. extra <laughs> confident. So anyway, but yes, okay, confidence. So- the next thing you're going to like, because this is your all about self-care, <gasps> right? Tell Fashion, me. taking time to focus on personal style can be an act of self-care, providing a positive distraction from the stresses of motherhood. I agree with this 100% of the time, because sometimes you just need a break from the kids, like go and like put your makeup on or do your hair. And it gives you those like few mo- moments of like time to yourself, time to relax, time to breathe, time to do something for yourself. And then you can go out and face the world. Yeah. And you know how, especially when you have little ones, just being able to shower and do your makeup is like self-care. I know my daughter who has an almost two-year-old was like, mom, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to take a shower and do my makeup and hair. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) good for you, girl. Get it. (laughs) Self-care. Self-care. Yes. Tell me more. Fun and creativity. Right. Exploring fashion can be fun, a creative outlet, providing a break from the daily routine, just like self-care. So those kind of go hand in hand. Okay, this one we need to take a moment to really discuss. Okay. Reclaiming identity. After becoming a mom, it's easy for women to lose part of their personal identity. But fashion can help maintain that individuality. Okay. So true. And maybe some people listening right now are in the thick of this. But when you have kids, especially early on, you are in survival mode. Like you're not sleeping. You are covered in different bodily fluids. You have snot on you. You probably have pee, poop, whatever it is. Like your toddler's lunch is on you. Like they're, you know, their sweet little hands are always sticky and then they touch your outfit. And you just kind of give up, right? Like <laughs> you're like, I just need to get to the store so that we have food and diapers or whatever it is. And you can continue this survival mode even past that because maybe you get stuck in it. Um, we were talking, I was talking to my husband about it and about how like we would watch that show, What Not to Wear. There were several moms on there that had just kind of gotten stuck and lost their identity and were just kind of gave up. And I don't want to say that necessarily in like a negative way, like you have to look good, but they, you could tell that affected like their self-esteem and who they, what they thought of themselves. Like they're like, I can't wear other things. Like this is all I can wear because I'm not cute. I'm not able to look nice. And then when they would um, be able to like be helped with trying on different things that were flattering or figure forming or whatever, you would just see like a change in that, like an empowerment almost. I guess it is empowerment. Getting being like, okay, wait a minute, this is who I am. Like I I like to look nice. I I am beautiful. I am like worthy or enough. You know, like I, and it's not that clothes makes it happen, but it does do something when you feel almost like beaten. Like I'm beaten down. I'm gross. Our body changes. Like we all know 
after we have kids, so much of who we were changes physically and emotionally. I mean, there's some really good changes that happen. Like we learn not to be as selfish, you know, like we have to think of someone else. So we learn to really care for others and nurture and love. And that's awesome. And, you know, we mature and um, we train, teach little people and, you know, all these great things, but also our body is like, we get these stretch marks in the craziest places. We didn't know you could get stretch marks and we get um, our, our chest, our breasts <laughs> rise and fall. <laughs> There's a so rising and falling. That show their breasts and they display it when they're yes, some, they're some of us do. Some of us unbutton, but you know, like even like bras, you can't like after a certain point, like you can't just buy like a demi cup. <laughs> you need a full coverage workhorse after you become a mom, <laughs> and it's sometimes hard to find a shirt that you could wear with a workhorse bra. <laughs> you can't just. You know, like they, I go to the little boutiques and there's like these little, these little silicone, little cute little sticky cups you put on so you can wear your, you know, tube top. And I'm like, those will be at my knees. Like I can't, I can't do that. You, your waist, your hips get wider. And then you're like, dang, wow. They're, they're nice, sturdy hips, nice, sturdy birthing hips I got there. And <laughs> And then some people even get like, um, like, you know, the, the face masking, like you'll get different things on their faces, all things we like a lot of things we don't have control of, right? Like a lot of things are genetic, some things we can, but a, I would say 95% of it, we don't have control over and we get new cellulites and <laughs> all these things and so we're already feeling like, what is this alien body that I'm in? You know, you give birth and all of a sudden you have this giant extra flap of stomach. <laughs> You're like, that's not going in the skin of gene. Like, are we going to get that under control? And I'm talking about everything without, there are like surgical and chemical ways. I know that people can fix these and we're just talking about like the natural things that happen to your body and having to deal with what you got. So yeah, I know that's a lot to say about it, but I think that finding clothes after you have kids with a totally changed body is difficult, can be difficult. And feeling like yourself again and feeling like free from um, just feeling gross. I think that's what it comes down to. Like you feel gross and then you can give up. A little bit but fashion can help you reclaim it you feel defeated a little bit like you're already not the size that you usually are at right, right? when you're in between that like pregnancy trying to go back to pre-pregnancy weight and there's those months when you aren't at that pre-pregnancy weight and you just you still have to go buy clothes for the size that's not your typical size like you can't be naked so you <laughs> you have to wear clothes <laughs> No in America, go. it's frowned upon. <laughs> Other countries, it might be. I mean, you can unbutton here and there, <laughs> but for the most part, you have to be closed. I mean, flaunt what you got. Clearly, <laughs> absolutely. 
So, yes, reclaiming identity, I completely agree with everything that you just said. That, I would also think, goes into mental health, right? Dressing well can have a positive effect on your mental health, which also would then promote a more optimistic outlook. And by dressing well, I don't mean you have to dress fancy. <laughs> Clearly, I don't <laughs> dress fancy. <laughs> you, What you mean is like going to a gas station by finding a nice little mountainous shirt to pop on yes, over your Lulu. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. This one, I'm not sure. It says social connections. Fashion can be a conversation starter and a way to connect with other moms or make new friends, which I get like, oh, that's a cute shirt or, oh, I like that shirt or those are cute pants. Like I get the conversation starter. I just know at this time in my life, I don't want to like meet another mom to go shopping for clothes. Okay. Right. Like it's too yeah. hard. There's too many kids. We're all they're too young. Like if I want to go shopping, I want to go by myself. <laughs> like That's I have fair. To do. But maybe. Okay. But here's where it could be. You could be like in a room full of moms and then you look across the room and you see a mom wearing athleisure and she's got Lululemon pants on. She's got a gas station t-shirt on (laughs) she's wearing a messy bun and she is running around and you're like that is my people right there (laughs) that is my new friend (laughs) 100% I see what you're saying now that makes sense But I wear a lot of hats. So anytime I see a mom with a hat that's cute, I always comment. Whether I know them or not, I'm always like, that's such a cute hat. Oh, I love your hat. We need to talk about your hat because it's not that you wear hats like in different styles. You don't wear fedoras. You don't wear big straw hats. I only wear trucker hats. That's a good point. I wanted the listener to have context. (laughs) I only wear trekker hats. I'm currently on a Patagonia theme right now. I really like the Patagonia hats. They last a long time. And They're they nice. They my head really well. I think we talked about before and told our amazing mother funny tribe that you and I have big heads. We have large heads that we cannot just wear like these cute, like we're talking about fashion. We can't wear cute little fashion hats because it'll squeeze our brains. Like we have to buy large hats. I wear a trekker hat as well. I did find a baseball hat on Amazon. It's large enough. And I know it's large enough because when I read the comments and people talk about how it's too big, the only problem with that is it's too big. I'm all, yes, that one's going to fit. And it does. Exactly. And I have to buy men's trucker hats. Okay. (laughs) True story. On our road trip home. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. We stopped off at a Bucky's, which is a gas station, right? But they also have like cute clothing section and they have food there. <laughs> well, the gas so station, obviously, they have cute clothes there. <laughs> and I totally bought a trucker hat at Bucky's I'm gas so station. I'm so happy for you. We need to make but mother funny s- trucker hats. Mother funny trucker. Oh my gosh, yes, we do. <laughs> I'm part of the mother trucker hat group the mother funny trucker hat <laughs> we gotta be careful careful how we say that how are we gonna say that um yeah so I just bought it actually I bought a hat at the gas station recently <laughs> and it supports the national parks four percent goes to the national parks and after my great homeschool summer it made sense to buy a hat that supported national parks that 
I love this in, for so many reasons. I'm so happy for you. I want to see that hat. We want a picture of that hat. That's perfect. So I feel like that's your best life. You are living your best life buying a national park supporting <laughs> trucker hat from a gas station. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope this is what fashion turns into for the next generation. I hope Gen Z gets this look as part of their uniform for life. So even though I know you don't like to do this, we are running out of time. Tell us some negatives of fashion. Okay, well, we have touched on this a little bit, but just about how fashion can be time consuming and expensive. Yes. It can also be difficult to find clothes that are stylish and comfortable. When given that opportunity, I always go for comfort. (laughs) I will try to buy stuff and then I'll be like, it's not comfortable, but oh, it's cute. And then I'll wear it once and I'll be like, I can't live like this. So yeah, I've tried, I'm trying to only pick things that I know I can wear all day. And not feel like I can't wear them. Except for, okay, here's here's the tricky part. There's some fabrics that in the summer, I want to say it's like, is it rayon? What's that thin, like, silkyish fabric that's not silk? I'm forgetting the name at the moment. Anyway, it's when you're sweaty, it smells. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Angie said yes. So it's hard. <laughs> she did. She well, I'm in. thinking... I only wear cotton shirts from the gas station, so I don't know what you're talking about. What is about. this dress? Explain to me a dress. I have one at my wedding. Is that what you're talking about? If anything smells, toss it out. There's your helpful tip or trick. But there's some like really cute, like in all these dresses, especially the new, like there's that new really soft, flowy. It's such a sweet looking trend. It's like a really like feminine floral 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 dresses but they're all made a lot of them are made from that material and even one of my favorite sleeveless tops but I have to be careful like I carry around deodorant with me when I wear that because it it tends to smell and so like if I'm going to a wedding in the summer I will only wear a cotton dress for that reason no one wants to be stinky but they can be comfortable anyway I don't know okay, where that came there from, you go. except for that it's summer now it's- and I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm always thinking about this material. I just want to say this for the moment. Andy lives in Huntington Beach. What is it? 80 degrees there? <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> I'm in Texas. It was 107 today. <laughs> okay. This, this weather person, I don't know if they're called weather men anymore, weather woman, weather person, weather human. Weather human. <laughs> what to say meteorologist if you will he was reading the temperatures and it was done incorrectly on mckinney and he goes and all the people in mckinney you're dead because it's 105,105 degrees so if you're in mckinney you're wiped out it is hilarious so I'm sorry that everyone in Huntington Beach is suffering right now (laughs) it's 80 and we don't we're not bred for this kind of weather. We're bred for 72. 
you hit 80 and we're like, oh, we don't have AC. We have to turn on fans. I remember those days. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. We Enjoy suffer. That. We suffer. I actually, we went running on the beach today and it was so overcast. We couldn't see the water. Yeah. Like a fog rolled in. It was like 11 o'clock. Couldn't see the water. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. This is... This is the relatable part of the show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let me tell you about my athleisure wear I was wearing. I was wearing a Target tank top, <laughs> a Under Armour sports bra, and I think I got Skechers workout pants from Costco. <laughs> and my Hoka shoes. I like, I think that running shoes and athletic shoes, um, ones that you're going to use, especially at my age, when you got to worry about your knees. Um, gotta, you, you need to go, um, bigger on those kind of purchases in my opinion, in my humble opinion. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So a few more things to mention on the downside of fashion when you're a mom Yes, is that you could get caught up in trends and buy clothes that you don't really love because they're trendy. And my friend Faith used to always say, when you're in the dressing room, that's the most you're ever going to like that specific item. So if you're like in the dressing room, you're like, I love this shirt. That's the most you're ever going to love it. So if you're kind of like, I'm not sure if I like this shirt or if it's my favorite, like don't get it. Because by the time you get home and then you put it on, you most likely won't love it as much. That was just something she always said and it kind of stuck with me. Oh, I like that. That's a very helpful tip and trick. Thanks, Faith. Thank you, Faith. Shout out to the Netherlands. Shout out. Fashion can be, real quick, it could be a source of comparison and insecurity. I just think we have to mention this, especially if you're comparing yourself to other moms. Yes. And I think we've talked about that. Like, we, we, no comparing. Okay, everyone, we're not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> but our tip and trick is don't compare. If you're into athleisure, wear your athleisure. If you're into Amazon tank tops. <laughs> Your Amazon tops. Because the important part is that one, you can afford it. That's a big part because we know the budgets are very tight, usually when you have kids anyway, and you don't get to spend a lot on yourself. So whatever you can do, do. I love clothing swaps. Um, whatever you can do to get yourself feeling comfortable, confident as you can be you know, keep your head up, keep your chin up, ladies. You're doing great. <laughs> you look fabulous. <laughs> you do. And if you are a little bit struggling with the finances or tight on money, there's amazing like secondhand stores that have really cute clothes in them. Oh, you have for to kind sure. of dig for a while, but that's just obviously... Shout out to all those thrift stores out there. Yeah, and consignment shops. And they have those shops like the Buffalo Exchange. I don't know if you guys have those where you can like sell clothes. I mean, they're, they're for like teenagers now. I don't know if you can find mom clothes there. <laughs> this might not be a helpful tip and trick. But you could like bring your old clothes and they'll buy them. Or Plato's Closet. I, I told Angie earlier, I found a $12 Lululemon jacket at Plato's Closet. You can sell clothes and then use the money to purchase clothes. Like they give you store credit to buy other stuff. So I've done Plato's Closet for me, for my kids. It's been fantastic. So anyway, any final thoughts before we end? Because we're, we have so much to say about fashion. I'm like, I don't know if we can speak for a whole 
30 minutes per episode on it. <laughs> We're like, wait, we didn't even get to this or that. And we want to talk about um, next time, talk about maybe not the very next time, but maybe we will. It'll be a surprise for you all. We want to talk about kids' fashion. Well, and school shopping. Oh. And it kind of goes hand in hand because kids are going to yes. start going back to school soon. So that is perfect. Just make sure you guys tell a mom, tell a friend about your fashionista mother funny friends. <laughs> tell them how fashionable we are. <laughs> and you should, if they want some help, they could come to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them the gas station to buy clothes. Yes, at. we're going to need another gas station <laughs> to go shopping at. I'm going to tell you how to perfectly button your dress so you get as much attention as possible when you're walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're here to help. (laughs) All right, you guys. Bye. (laughs) We're here to help. That's the best part. All right, that's all we have time for today. We got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But just remember, you might think you're doing just okay, but we think you're doing really great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great mother funny day. Please like and share our podcast. But please don't tell our moms.